Welcome to another episode of Knives Monroe versus the podcast. I'm your host, Knives Monroe. How are you guys doing? Hopefully, you're doing well. This is a special episode because out of the blue, I DM'd somebody that I've been a fan of on Instagram for at least a year. I'm sorry, uh, on TikTok, and I DM'd him on Instagram, and I asked him to straight out of the, you know out of the gate, would he record a podcast with me and talk to me on the podcast? And he said yes. So here he is. He's he's on the phone right now. Uh, I'm gonna call you Ami. Am I saying that right, or is it Ami? Yes, it's Ami. Ami, Ami. Nice to meet you, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's cool to hear that you've been a fan for a year. I didn't know that part. Nice. Yeah, I, I feel weird saying like a fan because there's you know fanboys and all that. It gets it gets kind of weird, right? But. But yeah, you know, I've been watching your content and it and it spoke to me. But before we get into that, um, just to provide context for the listeners who might not have have heard you, um, I'd love to hear your what I call an abbreviated bio. So tell me where you're from, who you are, uh, what you're about from from what I've dug up. Um, I think you were from Alabama, but now you're in Tennessee, right? So I'd love to hear your story. Tell me about you, man. Cool. Yeah, I'd love to. So I am a 19-year-old black male, <laughs> and I'm from Alabama originally, Huntsville, Alabama. Um, yeah, I just really like to create content. I love to make art. I'm a photographer. Um, eventually, I want to create a media business in the future. Just connect with a whole bunch of artists because I love all kinds of production from audio to music to um photography graphic design everything i just love everything art and um yeah i went to uh, high school in um harvest and i transitioned over to, to nashville tennessee i'm going to art school now and yeah i'm loving it living life wow so that's awesome man uh i wasn't sure about that i i went back on your tiktok and i saw that your first tiktok was in 2019 and this is a little creepy because if you were a young woman, this would be very weird for me. But it looked like you were still in high school during your first upload. Is that true? Yeah, correct. What is it like um, ha having grown up, if you don't mind me projecting, um, with, you know, probably with the Internet, probably with a phone earlier than I did, being on TikTok while you're in high school? Like, walk me through that. So terrifying, first of all, but <laughs> because my friends, you know, you always get that thought of like, oh, my gosh, my friends are seeing my videos. It's like, how are they going to perceive me or whatever? But I always had this mindset that it was like, you know what? Screw it. I want I want the benefits more than, you know, the embarrassment, because in high school, I used to do vlogs as well. I don't know if you see my YouTube channel, uh, Ami Salami on YouTube. That was me like vlogging through high school, just doing random funny stuff. And it was just so freeing because I just I knew what I loved off the bat. I love to create content. I love to, you know, be funny and goofy and just childish and, and and help people to feel less alone because that was the that was the kind of person I was in high school. I was kind of just like that friend that, you know, people could just come to, talk talk to, joke around with. And yeah, I just love being a friend. That's beautiful, man. So that's one of the things that struck a chord with me when I found your content. Obviously, I believe in training the algorithm. Like I believe in 
saying what you're not interested in on TikTok, but also liking and engaging with stuff that you do like. So it was only a matter of time before I discovered you. And I was taken aback. I was like, how is this young kid? This is before I knew you were 19. I was like, how does this young kid sound so wise? You probably get that all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. So where does, it come, always tell where does me it come from, man? Old. People people tell me all the time I act so old and that, like, where do you get all this knowledge from? And people in high school used to always come to me for advice, and I would give them, like, really good advice, and they wouldn't take it, and then things would crumble, and I'm like, see? You know, but I've always been, like, kind of the, kind of the wise friend. Um, my mom always tells me all the time, she's like, yeah, you're like an old man. <laughs> but I don't know, it's, it's, it's really served me. It's done me well because I have, like, no regrets. <laughs> Because I, I honestly, like, I genuinely feel like I make pretty good decisions, even if they're, like, impulsive and not much thought behind them, because I have really good intentions. So, I don't know. Yeah. You've probably heard this, too, because I, I can relate to you, man. I was a, a very sensitive kid, and uh, mm. when I was growing up, see, I got a seven-year-old right now, and I've noticed that she's very sensitive, and I've been wanting to make a, a TikTok about this. There's a difference between being very sensitive and not being desensitized, right? Mm. And I think there's still a childish spirit that I won't let go of. But I saw that in you. I'm like, this guy's wise beyond his years. I'm, I'm curious, how did that happen? It sounds intuitive. It sounds natural to you. It's your natural state. But, how, mm. how, you know, for me, I was a young kid. I went into the books. I grew up on television. I, I wasn't really, my parents weren't really there. So I, I was glued to the TV and I read a lot. And so I was getting culture that way. I grew up on Family Matters, Fresh Prince, you know, things of that nature. And yeah, it, it helped me develop a vocabulary. But I'm, I want to know where do you get this gift from? Because it is a gift and it should be protected. Honestly, I feel like my gift comes from just following my desires right so you know when i was younger i was really good at math and i was really really analytical and i would try to dissect every single situation and everything and that was when that was when i felt kind of enclosed right and then people would always come for me people were, like growing up i had a lot of hate come my way and I didn't know why. Like, I, I was genuinely just being myself. I was kind to people just naturally. Like, I was just doing things naturally, and people just really did not like that. And I found out very early on that these people were jealous of me, you know? And that I kind of used that, and I kind of, like, understood that in a way. And I was like, okay, so these people don't like me. That means I'm doing something right, you know? So I kind of just leaned more into my childish side and... I don't know. It, it, I guess it just comes naturally. Wow. So I did a deep dive, like I said, and I found you also have a, a sort of a business Instagram and there's a website on it. And I saw that you offered creative coaching. Is that what you call it? Yes. That's what I want to get into eventually. Okay. So I respect that. There is a rather, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Legitimate um, sort of a, uh, you know, it might leave a bad taste in people's mouths that are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Like, why would I take advice from a 19-year-old, right? So I think there's something legitimate about life experience and things of that nature. 
What is it like being a 19 year old life coach, essentially? It's really fun. I, I love it because people just DM me. It's usually people my age, which is kind of what I'm gearing towards with the one-on-one coaching calls, because I know a lot of people that they don't feel they don't give themselves permission to express that creative side just based on their environment, and who they're around. And I feel like with the Internet and social media, it's more important than ever to just explore that weird creative side, maybe even controversial. Just express it all because you never know what that can erupt into. And it's all a part of you, you know, and it's like I just really want people to be true to their nature and just express, 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 express. Because I know when I was younger and I was growing up and I saw like YouTubers like Sky Does Minecraft and and um and, and, and a bunch of others like Dude Perfect. And they're just like being goofy, just straight up, just doing whatever they want. It may it like it kind of unlocks something in me that I always knew I had, but I didn't know how to express. And I realized that the only way to express it is just to do it naturally. Like you have those random thoughts and then you're like, but maybe I shouldn't do this or maybe I should do it this way or this way. That's like, that's like the ego kind of like kind of breaking you down. And I honestly feel like when those impulsive or like random thoughts come in, that's the best time to create. Like, even if it's like wrong, quote unquote, or like bad, you should just create it anyway, because it's you. You know, oftentimes, like as a creative, I do this all the time, too. I often see things as like, OK, I need to do it right. I need to do it with the popular trends. I need to coincide it so it resonates more. But it's like that's not real. You know, it's it's it may, it may be a form of creation, but it's kind of like it's like glorified, like prepared. And I don't really like that. I kind of just like impulsive, just go out, create, do whatever you want to do and just see how it works. And because then you feel a lot better. Well, I feel a lot better when I do it that way. And I honestly really like when people just put out non-polished, just creative works. It's just like pure flow. So, Man, yeah. See, this is why I wanted to talk to you. That's really interesting to me, um, your your perspective. Um, just to give you a little bit of context, and my listeners on this podcast have heard me say this so many times, so I apologize to them because they've heard me say this ad nauseum. But I decided when I was 16 years old in 2004 that, oh shit, I'm a filmmaker and it all came together and, and, and I've been doing it for 17 years. And I'm happy to say that I've been able to, I've been able to meet amazing people, uh, travel around the country and, and do it on my terms. And there's been a lot of pain that has come from that, but it wasn't easy because in 2004 it was a much different time. There wasn't, there wasn't really iPhones. There wasn't social media so readily available i mean blogs were kind of the thing at the time but there wasn't it wasn't about getting laid using tinder or something like it's so sophisticated now but what you're talking Mm -hmm. about here's what i admire the most about your generation man obviously there's there's insecurities we're all human beings we all have a two million year old brain we all reckon with that but your generation doesn't overthink creativity right now because y'all really don't know better and you haven't really been kicked in the teeth yet. You know, the, the, the rug hasn't been just grabbed underneath you and, and, and you don't know what to do and just kind of provide a little bit more highlight to that. You know, filmmaking in, 20, in 2004, I had to go to Los Angeles to do it. I had to get an agent and do casting calls and raise money and and do it that way there there weren't phones yet 
I couldn't just push a button and put a message out there. That didn't come till way later. So it was really uncool to be a, f a photographer, videographer, filmmaker, YouTuber. It was uncool. It was corny for a while. I remember, I've never said this on the podcast before, but I remember um, talking to a young lady who was my age um, on the internet back in the day, and um, maybe we could have had something. Maybe we could have met up and, and been something, but it never happened because it was weird for me to meet someone that <laughs> I hadn't met that I just saw on the internet. Like that, it was it was that weird back then, man. Just 10, 20, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14 years ago. And when I, when I saw your videos, I was like, this is what I'm talking about. See, I also have a 15-year-old son, and he's closer to your age than, than you're closer to my age. And, and, and that's what people my age are fucking missing. They're missing that we're, we're in our heads. We're judging ourselves. We're too hard on ourselves. We're our, our own worst enemy. And I see a, a young black American who's in the South who's open and honest and sensitive and talking about feelings and mindset and just it's completely foreign and new to me man like how how aware are you about that and how unique you really are right now um that's a good question i would say i'm i'm pretty aware of it like i know my mindset for my age is pretty rare just because like i'm around people my age and they don't think anywhere close to how i think and it's it's a blessing and a curse because there's sometimes where i'm just like i just want to live and kind of be in that blissful mindset <laughs> so i kind of like do things that i regret in the future just because i want to be a kid but you know it's 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 a blessing and a curse i would say the positives of it it's um not being in my way as much as i used to i would say like i i can tell that i grow at a at a lot faster rate than my peers and it's it's a really good thing because it allows me to create like it allows me to create tons and tons of things and just put it out and not care so that right there is frozen. the magic sauce man like i i want to tap into that i'm i'm curious um being 19 and i'm sorry to just really put a magnifying glass on your age i know that if i was hearing that when i was your age i, I wouldn't like that personally I would find it a little condescending, and that's certainly not my intent. But I'm curious, being being a young man, like, who do you look for to be informed and inspired? Like, what are the artists, the influences, and they could be from different forms of media. But where do you get that that tingling sensation in your brain that that pushes you or inspires you? Um, I would say. Some of my biggest inspirations, probably David Dobrik. Hmm, I, uh, I, would, I wouldn't have thought that. What What about David Dobrik? David Dobrik, he's so free. Like, it's he's like, he's a kid, you know? He's just a big old kid. He doesn't care about perceptions. He doesn't care about all the political side of anything. He just creates. He has ideas. He does them, and he laughs, and he just has fun, and he has his great group of friends that are like supportive and there's a little bit of drama in there so you can tell you know he's 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 human but it's uh it's it's liberating because it shows you that you can build a living just doing whatever it is you want to do and just keep having fun you can like creating from your from your vulnerable state and not 
you know, trying to lean too far into one side or lean too far into this side or have all the research now, or it's, it's liberating, it's freeing. And also another really big inspiration for my stuff is, uh, believe it or not, PewDiePie. PewDiePie I believe, is, I believe that. He is so funny. And I feel like, you know, kind of their spirit is kind of the same. PewDiePie is a little bit more condescending and kind of like more kind of cynical, but it's still funny because he, you can tell it's just him being him. And I, I love that. Another one is Drewski. Drewski TV. That is the funniest comedian ever. Like he is so funny. And it's, 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 it's really just those personalities where you can just tell they're doing what they're loving, what they love to do. And they're not really caring about how people feel about them. They're just doing whatever, saying whatever. They're not trying to sound too professional. They're not trying to be anybody or be any character. And it's just freeing. What do you go into? Thank, thank you for that. I appreciate that. What do you, what do you go into college for? I'm going to college for photography. Yeah, you said you're in you're in art school. So, what do you hope to to get out of it? I'm curious. Well, my long term goal is to form a, a a sort of creative agency or creative business, um, if that's what God has in store for me. Um, another um, another thing, I wanted I want to do a lot of editorial fashion and a lot of like just fashion shoots for brands for companies maybe manage social media accounts to get into advertising, anything creative. Are you going to continue making TikToks while you're doing that? Yes. Why TikTok? Um, obviously, that's where you have your biggest following. The metrics are publicly available. Why TikTok and why do you think it, it clicked with people? Uh, I chose TikTok just because it's kind of like, it's kind of like the like the mixture of all the social medias in my opinion because i'm pretty active on snapchat and that's where i like post like my random thoughts or just like funny videos with me and my friends and i kind of want to transition that over to tiktok but also you know add a little bit of vulnerability in what i'm really thinking because in snapchat with my friends and stuff it's kind of like it's goofy it's it's funny it's like kind of you know it, it's it's like the surface level you know kind of comedy but with TikTok, I, I really just want to take it serious and just be vulnerable on camera and kind of just build a community that would support me and hopefully help a lot of people along the way. Where does that desire to help people come from? Why is that so important to you? So I actually journaled about this in my success strategies class um, because I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> and I know it comes from me growing up not very fortunate, right? So um, in my early years, um, I, I didn't have a father growing up. Um, he wasn't very present. I got to see him maybe like once or twice a month. Um, and at home, I only lived with my mom and my brother. So at home, we, uh, we kind of, we kind of struggled to make ends meet. I remember there was a, there was about a, there was a couple times where, you know, we didn't even have like tables and, we had to, you know, go to friends' houses for electricity and water. And I know that that's not, I mean, that's the struggle, but it's not, it's, it could be a lot worse, you know? So, like, by no means am I complaining about that, but I know what it's like to not have certain things and not have that certainty or that comfort in knowing that, you know, food's coming 
the next week or bills will be paid next week. And um, that kind of anxiety will, but for not having like financial security and, you know, just not knowing that anxiety kind of ate me up for a while. And I, I hate for kids to grow, go through that because I, I truly believe when kids are born, they're pure. You know, they, they just want to create, they just want to have fun. They just want to, you know, do things. And I, I just really want, I want my generation to know that no matter what, no matter what obstacles hit your way, things have the opportunity to get better. And you can, you can be happy while in a bad situation. It's all about, you know, how you feel about yourself and how you perceive yourself and things that you can be grateful for. So I, I just want everyone to experience that, you know, that happiness and that, that, you know, security and that stability. Totally, man. That That's a great answer. It's the older we get, different things become priorities and we forget that. And then we get caught up on living and, and uh, maybe getting by. And then it gets back to what you just mentioned, that happiness again, we forget. And then we have to unlearn and relearn a bunch of things that's, that serve us. I can tell by the way you pick your words that you said you didn't grow up the most fortunate. That was a, a very empowering way to compose that sentence. You could have said, um, I grew up fucking poor. I grew up, you know, this, that, and the third. You could have really painted it. You could have put a lot of sauce on it, and you didn't. It, I, can hear, I can hear the effort. I can hear the mindfulness in your approach, and, and, I, and I really respect that, man. Um, my last question, and I'll definitely give you your time back because we, we started a little later, and just for my listeners, this is, this is Ami's first podcast, and I'm, and I'm so happy to, to be the guy that, that he talks to first. There's going to be plenty more to, to come. You're definitely an artist to keep an eye out for, so I encourage people to follow him on TikTok and, and support him on Instagram and support his future endeavors 100%. Hey. My, say again? I was saying, yay. Yeah, totally, <laughs> Thank you. man. Of course, of course. My last question is, there's going to be someone who, not, you know, nothing's going right for them. They're blaming the world. They're blaming God. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to break pattern. Where do they start? What would be your, your advice for them? Mm, that's a good question. Um, ah, see, I don't like answering this because it's like I know it's going to come from a place of privilege and I I don't know the the specific like situation but I would say um surround yourself with really good people how do you surround do yourself how do you do that I would say start at the church even if you're even if you're not religious start at the church um get 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 in your community start volunteering maybe a choir um, maybe just a small club and just get around positive energy because it'll give you a completely different mindset when you're around people who actually want to give and actually care about you and care about your time and care about your feelings. Because I noticed that, you know, I, I credit myself a lot for, you know, my mindset and stuff, but it's really not like all the credit is not mine at all. All the credit is the people around me because, you know, at my church, they're supportive they love me. They're funny. You know, they, we can vibe together and it'd be selfish of me to say, Oh, it's all me. It's all my knowledge. It's all my, like, no, it's, it, it's my community. My mom plays a huge part in, you know, my support, my support system. And, 
I just have a really good support system back at home. So I would, number one, get around good people, get around positive minds, supportive minds. Um, yeah. That's brilliant. It's easy too. Um, it's hard, you know, post pandemic, but it, you know, we're back, right? Uh, America opened back up again. And so there are, there are card clubs. If you're into that, there's comic book shops. If you're into that. Yeah, totally. I, I respect that. I like it. I dig it. Ami, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. Where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, man. I, uh, I enjoyed being here. Um, you can find me on Instagram at amimerchant.us or on TikTok at amimerchant. And yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Ami. And hopefully, uh, we intersect again in the future. Uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye out on you. I love your TikToks. They, they keep me going. They inspire me. Uh, if I'm hitting a writer's block, I'll go down your page and I'm like that. I want to talk about that because that's I can't. That's the highest compliment I could give. You're a source of inspiration and ideas. So I appreciate you, bud. Thank you so much, man. I had a blast. Thanks okay. for having me on. Anytime, man. Let me know if you need anything. I'll be around. Sounds good to me. Take care, man. That was Ami Merchant. Uh, please check him out and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't do podcasts like this via the telephone very often, but it was the only way that we could get connected, and I'm glad that we did. I love you guys. Keep a force filled around your heart, and we'll see you guys on the next podcast. Peace.